Welcome to episode 8 of the 49er Way podcast. Don't forget to give the 49er Way a follow on Instagram for more 49ers news and analysis. We're creeping closer and closer to football season as today we are officially only 3 weeks away until the NFL season is supposed to be kicking off on September the 10th between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. And of course, the 49ers will kick off their season at home at Levi Stadium versus the Arizona Cardinals on September the 13th. On today's episode, we're going to check in on 49ers training camp, news, injuries, standouts, and much more as the 49ers are ramping up training camp and are gearing up for the 2020 Revenge Tour and the quest to return back to the Super Bowl. Of course, that is everyone's goal. That has been all the Niners have been talking about all training camp long, but it just really does not feel like we're only three weeks away until football season. It's pretty crazy. August has gone by so fast. Really, we haven't. I haven't even realized that preseason would be happening this weekend. Tomorrow, the Niners were supposed to be renewing their preseason rivalry with the Raiders, which hasn't happened in a really long time. I know a lot of fans were certainly excited for that. Maybe next season. Not sure if that's going to happen. I honestly don't think four preseason games is going to be a thing anymore. I think if preseason games happen in the future, it'll be maybe two, three. Not really sure how that's going to go. Having said that, Training camps look as if they've been going pretty well for most teams. The protocols have been going great. Not many COVID tests have been positive, which is always great to hear. But training camps are looking good. And of course, only a few weeks left before the 53-man rosters are going to be set and all that and ready to go for kickoff. Having said that, the one thing that sucks about training camp every year is injuries. There's always a big injury and you lose a key player and something like that kind of happens. And unfortunately for the San Francisco 49ers, that's where we're going to start today's podcast by talking about the injuries that have happened this week. But none other was bigger than losing Jalen Hurd to a torn ACL. Jalen Hurd will miss his second straight season and has yet to play a regular season snap for the 49ers since being drafted last season out of Baylor. And boy, this one hurts. I mean, there were a lot of high expectations for Hurd in Shanahan's offense and coming back and Trent Taylor coming back and especially with Debo Samuel missing the first few games and Emmanuel Sanders leaving for New Orleans the Niners really needed receiver help and they went out and got Brandon Ayuk in the first round and hopefully Dante Pettis can get back into things and we'll get to him in a little bit but Jalen Hurd would have been so versatile I mean in college he played wide receiver he played running block tight end and we all saw what Kyle Shanahan was able to do last season with Debo Samuel using him in the run game, in the receiving game, end arounds and all that. God knows how they would have been able to use Jalen Hurd. Forget even in the receiving game, but even in the blocking game for the, to open up the run game even more. Losing a guy like Jalen Hurd just sucks because the potential and the ceiling is so high for a guy like him. And to miss his second straight season... Boy, it hurts. And more than anything, obviously for Kyle Shanahan, definitely sucks. And they are definitely going to be low at the wide receiver position to start the season. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But definitely even just for Jalen Hurd himself, as a rookie who hasn't had a single snap in the National Football League since he's been drafted, definitely sucks. And also, 
going on to the point where how big preseason is for so many of these young guys. If it weren't for that, we wouldn't have really seen what Jalen Hurd's potential could be. We know the hype, but when you read hype and all that, you can only know so much about a player. You got to see it. And Jalen Hurd showed that in his first preseason game last season against the Dallas Cowboys. He had two touchdowns from Nick Mullins. He looked really good. And a lot of us were saying, Jalen Hurd could be a big impact for this team. And unfortunately, we lost him last year to a back injury for the whole year that kind of lingered throughout the season. And this year he was coming back. He was healthy and unfortunate. And they had to lose him again for a second straight year to a torn ACL. Just absolutely tough luck for Jalen Hurd and for the 49ers. Really just tough stuff there. But we'll get to the receivers in a little bit. And obviously the depth that the 49ers are going to have now being without Debo Samuel to start the year. They will be without Jalen Hurd for the entire year. But we'll get to the rest of the depth at the wide receiver position in just a little bit. To round up the rest of the injuries for the week, the rest, luckily, aren't too bad. K1 Williams is going to be sidelined for a few weeks with a calf strain. Should be good to go week one if they're going to take precautions with that. Veteran Jamar Taylor, who we signed in the offseason, is getting those reps. So that's always good to have, to have a veteran guy play just in case if K1 Williams were to get out if he got injured during the season. But that's a calf strain. He should be all right. Nothing to be worried about there. And obviously, K1 Williams is a huge part of the secondary. So it's best to take precautions here. We know what he can do. So that's fine over there. Eric Armstead has been out with back stiffness. The team is taking precautions with that. Kyle Shanahan said he's not too worried about that. So nothing too worried about there for Eric Armstead, who obviously signed that big contract extension in the offseason. And lastly, Ben Garland, our center, came out of practice the other day with an ankle injury. The status is not known on that. It doesn't appear to be too serious. Having said that, the 49ers are in a bit of a sticky situation there. Weston Richburg is already, he hasn't been practicing. He's expected to be placed on the PUP list, obviously coming back from that gruesome quad injury last season. So he's still trying to work his way back. Garland would have been the center to start this year's season and should still be the center to start the season. But obviously we don't know the severity of the ankle injury just yet. Daniel Brunskill, who is supposed to be competing at the right guard position, has been taking the has been taking snaps at center in the meantime there as he is still competing with Tom Compton at right guard. So obviously if everything goes well, Ben Garland starts at center as he did for the last few games last year, including in the postseason. And Brunskill and Compton battle out for right. But just in case, it's always good to have that. Just in case if something does happen to Garland throughout the year before Weston Richburg comes back, then it's always good to have that depth. But I know the 49ers are looking into possibly bringing in some more O-line help. They did lose Spencer Long, who they signed in the offseason a few weeks ago. He retired. And they also lost Sean Coleman, their swing tackle, as he opted out of the 2020 NFL season. That's all from the injury front for this week. Obviously, I talked about Weston Richburg a little bit. He is expected to be placed on the PUP list, the physically unable to perform list, with that injury as he still recovers from that torn quad that he had against the Saints last season. He should be able to come back around week six, week seven, which would be great. Weston Richburg was having a huge season last year, and I've talked a lot about how important he is on the offensive line, and he'd be huge coming back from that this year, but hopefully everything goes well and he's able to return and hopefully Ben Garland's injury isn't too bad because 
in my opinion, I think Garland did a great job at center last season. So hopefully he's able to stay healthy and we don't have to worry about that on the offensive line too much there. Also, the last note on the injury standpoint, let's end up on a positive note here. Debo Samuel is looking good. Obviously, he hasn't practiced with the team yet, but he did post a few videos on social media, running around, running some routes, and Debo Samuel looks like he is progressing from that foot injury in a much positive way. Kyle Shanahan said that he is not going to rule out Debo Samuel coming back for week one, but obviously expect him to miss the first few games. But that is definitely really good to see that Debo is progressing because these Jones fractures definitely hurt. And the 49ers know that obviously Trent Taylor had the same injury last year and that ended up keeping him out for the entire season because they kept having, there were many setbacks throughout the season. Good news, knock on wood, that Debo Samuel continues to get better and move in a positive direction and we can have him as soon as possible by the time the season starts. Having said that, we talked about Jalen Hurd being out for the year and Debo still coming back and they're low at the receiver position. The Niners made a few moves on the tra- with transactions this week and bringing in some free agents at the wide receiver position by bringing in veteran Tavon Austin, who played five years with the Rams, two-year two stint with the Dallas Cowboys in the past two years. They also signed veteran J.J. Nelson, who played with the Cardinals for most of his career and played his last season with the Las Vegas Raiders. And lastly, they also signed veteran Jerron Brown, who recently played for the Seahawks and played for most of his career with the Arizona Cardinals. So the Niners, obviously, in the wake of Jalen Hurd being out for the year and Debo Samuel missing the first few games, the Niners knew the wide receiver and depth was a huge problem for them and they needed to bring in some more guys. Of course, Richie James is also sitting out with a wrist injury. So the Niners are losing... A few guys early out to start the season, so bringing in some veteran guys. I think the good part here is that Tavon Austin can also play special teams, which really helps. He can do returns. J.J. Nelson's not a bad guy, neither is Jerome Brown. So do I think some of these guys can make the team to start the year? Yeah, I think at least one of them should make the team to start the year. The good news on this part is there's been a lot of good news coming out of camp about Brandon Ayuk and Dante Pettis. We'll get to that in a little bit. But those guys are supposedly going to be the starters to start the year with Trent Taylor and Kendrick Bourne, of course. But we'll get to that in a little bit. The 49ers also made a move in the secondary by bringing in veteran Jonathan Cyprian, who played most of his career with the Jacksonville Jaguars, had a one-year stint with the Titans, and just this past year, he had half the season with the Atlanta Falcons and played out the last few games with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's another good move. Adding some veteran depth into that secondary is always a good move too. But those, the Niners made some moves, brought in some new guys, some veteran guys to bring in some depth. John Lynch is always good at doing that. So the Niners bring in some extra guys there. Some standouts from training camp so far. This is what I like to hear. And there's been more standouts than usual, I think, this season Dante Pettis is coming off of one of the best days in camp recently. He had five catches and has been developing chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo. You really love to hear this, especially with the year last year that Dante Pettis has. It is huge. And especially with losing Jalen Hurd for the year and Debo Samuel for the beginning of the season. Having a guy like Dante Pettis, where John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan had such high expectations for this guy... 
And the season that he had last year being inactive for most of the second half of the season and the postseason, this is huge because this will give the Niners still some good options to start the year. To be quite honest with you, we play the Cardinals, Jets, and Giants to start the year. I would be pretty content if we started the year with Brandon Ayuk, Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, and Kendrick Bourne. I wouldn't be upset at that. KB is making a lot of progress. He wants to make that leap into a number two receiver and a legitimate threat. Dante Pettis is looking good. Brandon Ayuk, I've heard nothing but great things. He's making a great impression early on in camp and is also building great chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo. He went to Jimmy G's camp with some of the receivers when they trained back in June. Ayuk was there. That's a huge plus there. And Trent Taylor has also been very consistent throughout training camp. And of course, many people don't remember, he was one of the most consistent receivers last year before he went down with that foot injury. So the Niners aren't totally dead, but of course, at the receiver position. But obviously, bringing in extra guys was necessary because you need that depth and you never know when injuries can happen in games or in practice or anything like that. But I, when we're playing, when we have the schedule, we have to start the year. I think we'll be fine with who we have in house right now. I think the Niners will be in pretty good shape, and if some of these guys can step up and make plays, that's why the Niners were so successful last year. Is you had some of these younger guys step up when we had injuries and when guys were banged up, so that was huge there. Jordan Reed is another huge wild card for this offense, and obviously, we know the expectations and the ceiling that that 49ers had for Jalen Hurd. Jordan Reed can do a lot of those things too in the blocking game, receiving game, and all that. Jordan Reed has the potential to do a lot of those things as well and be a huge red zone threat for Jimmy Garoppolo. And obviously the Niners are taking extra caution with all of his injuries, his past history with that, and training camp so far. And I think that's the that's the right thing to do. When you have a guy like Jordan Reed who has that past history, but you know what his potential can be like, it's a smart move to make. And I think that this is where I have so much confidence in this offense is when you see a guy like Jalen Hurd go down and you see Debo Samuel be out for a little bit. I'm very confident in the talent that this Niners team has throughout the year because we got guys like Trent Taylor coming back. Jarek McKinnon, who we'll get to in a little bit, I think could be a massive wild card. And then you bring in a guy like Jordan Reed and you know what he can do when he's healthy. This Niners offense is still very talented, even though we're going to be missing some guys to start the year, including on the offensive line. That happens. But I really like where the Niners are to start the year. But obviously, from week six and onwards, the schedule gets a lot tougher and a lot harder. And that's where you you want some of these guys to come back, like Debo Samuel, Weston Richburg, coming back healthy because the Niners are going to need those reinforcements for that middle to back end of the schedule gets really, really tough for sure. But on the offensive line, a lot of good things we've heard from Trent Williams so far in terms of leadership and being on the field. He has played Nick Bosa a few times, hasn't been beat many times, which is good. Nick Bosa has said Trent Williams is very good to practice against. Of course, Trent Williams prior to his injury with Washington. He's one of the best tackles in the NFL. That's a great matchup to watch in training camp as well. Now I'm sure we'll get Trent Williams and Bosa both have a lot of good experience there. And another one, which it's funny because he's the this is the one guy that nobody talks about on the offensive line, and that's Lakin Tomlinson. 
He is the one guy. Everyone, let's talk about, you know, Joe Staley before he retired and Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey and Weston Richburg. No one talks about Lakin Tomlinson and how reliable and how durable he has been at left guard. And this is what Javon Kinlaw had to say earlier this week when he went up against Lakin Tomlinson. He said, I could not make a move against him. And Lakin Tomlinson held up really well against a young guy like Javon Kinlaw and I think could teach him a few things. But Javon Kinlaw is a really big dude. And Lakin Tomlinson held his own. Very impressive to hear and great to hear. But Lakin Tomlinson does not get enough credit on that 49ers offensive line. And lastly, Jarek McKinnon. This is my complete dark horse and wild card on this 49ers offense. Jarek McKinnon has ridiculous route running ability. And that is the thing that I think Kyle Shanahan's offense misses the most is his ability to not just be a rusher in that offense, but be a guy who's able to make plays in the receiving game too. Gives Jimmy Garoppolo that extra threat. And when we're low on receivers, we got a guy like Jarek McKinnon who can come out and make plays too. Our, it's amazing how good our running back depth is too. When you let go of a guy like Matt Breida, who is super talented, but yet we still have four guys in-house that are so super good when they're healthy. Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jeff Wilson, and of course, Jarek McKinnon. That's a phenomenal, phenomenal running back room that you have right there. But Jarek McKinnon, if you look at some of his stats from 2014 to 2017 with the Vikings, he, when he was mainly healthy, he stuck around between 500 yards. 2014, he had 538. 2016, 539. 2017, 570. So he got rushing attempts, but they weren't, you know, big numbers. He's never been that featured back like he was supposed to be in 2018 before he got hurt. Now the Niners have a running back rotation, so it's not going to be like that. But look what his numbers in the receiving game. 2017, 51 catches and 421 yards. And in 2016, 53, or sorry, 43 catches and 255 yards. Not bad for a running back that can be that important in the passing game. And I think that is why Kyle Shanahan brought him in to be that guy, not just in the run game, but in the passing game. If Jarek McKinnon can stay healthy, I really think he is going to be a very important person on this 49ers offense and something that they didn't have last year. So having said that, you look at this 49ers team so far in training camp, you're hearing a lot of great things, but obviously you can't really see thing you can't really judge something unless you see it. And that's the difficult part about not having preseason is that you can't see things for yourself. Having said that, in preseason you can't always believe what you see. Hence last season when Jimmy Garoppolo had a zero passer rating in week two against Denver, and everyone thought the sky was falling with Jimmy Garoppolo. And guess what? He took the team to a 13-3 record and took them all the way to the Super Bowl. It happens. That's just stuff that happens. Jarek McKinnon could have played a preseason game and, and played terrible. And I said, oh, but I don't know if he's healthy. Is his knee healthy? That happens. Preseason, I think, is more for some of the younger guys to get warmed up. Like Brandon Ayuk, I think it would have been very valuable for him. He's going to be thrown into the deep end come week one, but... That's the thing that Kyle Shanahan has said the most is that, or what that he liked the most in the NFL draft is that Brandon Ayuk is 
an NFL-ready receiver. And he and Brandon Ayuk is literally going to be thrown into the deep end week one when he's going up against Patrick Peterson and crew against Arizona in week one. So things like that, are they're just bound to happen. And a guy like Javon Kinlaw is also going to get thrown into the deep end as well. Those are the lost things that you don't have without preseason. And I think for guys like Kyle Shanahan and the coaches, you don't really get to judge that and see that for yourself. So that's the element that's being missed where you can't see some of these young guys. I know for me, I've heard so much hype about Javon Kinlaw and how big he is and athletic, but also there are still a lot of things he needs to learn. But just hearing that stuff, it's like, man, I I just I want to see him. I'd want to tune into a preseason game just to see what he's going to do and how big he is. Apparently, he's almost, if not bigger than DeForest Buckner. Now, that's something I want to see because DeForest Buckner was a monster. But we'll see what happens come the season. Obviously, a few more weeks. Padded practices are getting on their way. And we're just going to be able to hear more of what comes out of camp. And hopefully, no other big injuries happen for the 49ers. But another piece of news that came out earlier today, the NFL might be looking at a postseason bubble. I think that would ideally I think it'd be a great thing to do, but I think that really depends on how the virus and the NFL get along throughout the season. If the virus tends to be a thorn in the NFL side throughout the year, yeah, you you best be planning for a bubble. That's just the way it's got to go. But let's say this season goes fine and there's not many positive tests and all, then yeah, I think you're good to just keep it and and keep the way the season's going. Another thing that I've been thinking about that maybe the NFL will think about doing this if they would like to, I know that without college football this year, the Saturday window for football is now open and the NFL is exploring having games on Saturdays. Here is my proposal to the National Football League and their schedule makers to switch. If they want to have a triple header on Saturdays, why not move your Thursday night games to Saturday night primetime? This way, players don't have to worry about a short week. You don't have to worry about going on a short week and traveling during the coronavirus as well. You're, you're still getting your ratings, if not even more on a Saturday night than a Thursday night. So Fox is still getting their fair share of things. The fans are getting their fair share of things. And the players are getting their, you know, what they would want. They hate Thursday night games. They hate playing on a short week. I think a lot, a lot of people do not like Thursday night football for many reasons. This is a prime opportunity to take advantage of that and move your Thursday night games to a Saturday night primetime game. And then you could flex what other two games you want and throw them in a triple header on Saturday. I think that'd be great. I think it's a win-win for everybody, but that's the proposal that, that I have. I think hopefully someone will hear it and maybe it will come true, but it's just something to throw out there just to give more, you know, just to, something to a wrinkle to change up the NFL schedule. And I think it, it will be a benefit to a lot of different people for the fans, for Fox, for the NFL, for players. It's a win-win for everybody. But I honestly just cannot wait until football season comes back. I am very much looking forward to this week one game against the Arizona Cardinals for many reasons. One, football's back. But two, to have a divisional game to start the year, 
it makes it all that more important because you got to start you know you got to start the season 1 and 0 but you know you really have to start the season 1 and 0 in the division and especially with how much talent this NFC West has this year it's locked and loaded so the Niners got to be ready to come out week 1 fans or no fans who cares? You got to come out and you got to win that game on September 13th. That's the bottom line. I think you got to come out. If the, Here's the thing. Even when the schedule came out, let's be real here. If the Niners don't start the year 3-0, and I mean, I don't know. If we somehow lose to Arizona and it's a close game, will I be surprised? No. Arizona's a great team. They always give us everything they got every time we play them. And this year, they're even better. But... You're at home against the Cardinals week one with no preseason. You know, they're going to take time to get their chemistry. And then you go and you play the Jets and the Giants, who are nowhere near as good and nowhere near or have nowhere near the amount of talent that San Francisco has. That Those have to be two wins. But by the time the Niners take the field Sunday night against Philly in week four, I would expect the Niners to be 3-0 for the second time in back-to-back years. But we'll see what happens. I I just cannot wait until football season gets around and start talking about games and breaking down things that happen. I cannot wait to see what so many of these players who moved are going to do, like Brady and the Bucks. Can't wait to see what they do. Are they going to be as good as advertised or are they going to let down a lot of people? No idea what's going to happen there. Mike McCarthy in Dallas, DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis. There are so many different things about this NFL season that make it so much better than really any other NFL season. I cannot remember the last time there were this many moves from big-name players, especially at the quarterback position, switch teams that have been at their previous team for so long. Rivers was a Charger forever. Brady was a Patriot forever. And now everyone's kind of switched up teams. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Not next week, but the week after that, first week of September, I'm going to do a podcast episode breaking down the entire NFL season, thinking who's a dark horse to come out of the AFC and the NFC, who's a deep sleeper and all that, who I think is going to disappoint, go through all of that in two weeks and break down. I think we'll all be just a little more hyped for the NFL season then, as by then we'll be only one week away from the NFL season 2020, which a lot of us didn't think it was going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. All right. Hopefully, knock on wood, it happens. That is the end of this week's episode. Don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram for more 49ers news and analysis. Until next week, have a great week, faithful.